be the world champion with a body like that. And this man. And that's the bottom line. The reign of the modern day Maharaja. And now, your world podcast champions. Burn it down! The long-awaited arrival, uh, re-arrival of Rumbling Reality is back. What's up, Travis? My man, my main man, my big man. What are you doing? Uh, well, I've been working all day trying to get this um, new computer set up, and it looks like uh, we're going. I'm just going to let everybody know right here, right now, everybody give a, a huge round of applause if you're in your car. Even if you're in the gym and well, people can hear you. Don't get in please, a wreck, though. We don't want no wrecks. Please, please applaud this man because, quite frankly, he's put in a lot of time. He put in a lot of money into getting this back up and going. A stupid freak accident caused this whole mishap to begin with, something he, neither him nor I had any control over. But he was very adamant of trying to fix it in any way he can. Ramsey, we got to give it up to you, my oh, friend. Oh, thank you. Thank I mean, you, guys. You got, I mean, you got it. You got it. In all seriousness, you did. You put in a lot of time. You put in a lot of money. And you'd be, I mean, we, I should say, should be thankful for the time that you've invested into this and your dedication to this. So thank you for doing all that you can. Thank you, sir. And getting us back up and going this week. Appreciate that. So, me and you have been building up all this wrestling talk for weeks now because we haven't been able to talk about it. There's so right. much stuff to talk about, and I don't even know. So what much to... stuff. I hope you remember some of the stuff, because man, there's been so much that I I can't even. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I guess we'll just uh, stick to what's been happening last week or two. That way, That's you're not backtracking too much. Um, mm-hmm. So, what is the first topic? Neville, Enzo. What do you I think? was gonna say. I think that would be the first one of more, I guess, of important nature. Is you know the the rumors flying high because and and they are still that let's clarify that ladies and gentlemen nothing is nothing is still set in stone there's not there's not been any word by uh neville there's not been anything said by wwe um they both so far have stayed relatively quiet regarding the topic but neville quitting i think would be a huge huge blow to wwe oh yeah and and the whole cruiserweight division, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, if Neville quits, that goes to the division, in my opinion. I mean, do you think it really is because Enzo Amore, or there's something more to it? Enzo is... Is it the straw that like broke the camel's back kind of thing? No, um, I honestly don't think Enzo has anything to do with Neville's uh, frustration or anything with the company. To be honest, I think, I think a lot of this... I think the whole cruiserweight frustration started... When Austin Aries um, yeah. quit the company, and and I say that because while Austin Aries wasn't considered the focal point of the cruiserweight division, and and a lot of arguments could be made as saying that you built this cruiserweight division around Neville, um, that goes to my point exactly. It seems like they've done all this work of building Neville up. He's the king of the cruiserweights, and he has he had a career renaissance with the whole cruiserweight division. It's like he finally found his niche, and he was exploding with it. And, oh, yeah, definitely. And everybody loved him. Everybody loved him in the cruiserweight division. He fit yeah, sure right in like did. a glove. Huh? 
I sure as hell I love Neville. I started really like becoming a really big fan of him. Well, and he and a lot of people forget about his days as the NXT champion, where he had a pretty he had a pretty successful run as NXT champion as well. Um, but I think the main frustration with Neville, and uh, the same goes with Austin Aries, is that you kind of do get pigeonholed once you're a cruiserweight. You're you're stuck. Mm-hmm. You know you don't you don't really have room to to branch out. And Neville was a quote unquote heavyweight competitor, much the same as what like Finn Balor is in regards to championship quality, main championship caliber talent. Yeah. I mean, he was NXT champion, and then after him, of course, Sami Zayn and others followed. But when you have a guy who's used to being acknowledged as a face of a brand or has been the champion, the guy at some point or time for a particular show, don't you think that's a bit of a low blow to say that you're only good enough to reach this far in this company? That's you know? what I would think. That's, I mean, that's essentially why Aries quit, because... He got pigeonholed into the cruiserweights, and for those that haven't seen Austin Aries' full worth of potential and uh, his whole, uh, I want to say arsenal, but that's not the correct words, Um, array, there we go. If you've ever seen his array of talent, Austin Aries is a main event player, and the fact that they didn't do much with him except toss him into the cruiserweight division, in my opinion, you should have just kept him in NXT and just mm-hmm. had him blow up in NXT. You yeah. know, that's that's my opinion. I, I do I do kind of agree with Austin Aries and his stance on that, saying that, you know, he was being just suckered into one area and he is far more than just a cruiserweight. That guy can that guy can do damn near anything he wants. So I mean and he's proving it. Like he apparently he sent out a tweet earlier this week that said, I'm making more money on the indies now than what I was in the big time. And he, and he has probably has more freedom and a lot of other things name. he can do. A lot of more freedom of his character, too. Well, I mean, look at the Young Bucks. They're they're the same. There's a reason they haven't signed with WWE, because they're making bukus of money on the indies. People yeah. want to see these guys. I got a feeling you know? still, those guys are still going to make more at WWE, though. They, I don't it think depends what make... you bring for WWE to offer you more money. Well, and I don't even think it's necessarily that they would get more money with WWE. I honestly think they would have a different they would have a different career in WWE. What we see with the Young Bucks now is a lot of the you know the razzle dazzle, flippy ippy shit that you <laughs> that you yeah. see on the Indies this day and age. Once they came to WWE, or a lot if of young they people ever like that, do, so be careful. They do, they do, and I'm not bashing it. Let me let me clarify. I'm not bashing that that style at all. It's it's got its niche, you know. Everybody's, you've got your traditionalists like Jim Cornette who can't stand it. If you've ever heard a Jim Cornette rant, oh my god, <laughs> you know. Um, and then you've got other people who who enjoy it because it reminds them that of like a video game stuff that you only could do in video games is now coming to life through guys like the Young Bucks, Will Ospreay, Ricochet. Those guys are doing things that none of us ever thought possible in a wrestling ring. Um, but if the Bucks ever decided to make the jump to WWE, they would become a different type of uh, of team. They wouldn't be that that acrobatic team anymore. You would see a lot more storytelling, which I don't think they get enough credit for anyway. That they can actually tell a story. Yeah. They can be good good in ring psychologists. It's just that's not what they're known for. So they. They pull it out occasionally in their matches, 
Um, if anybody wants to go and look up a, a good example of that, go look at the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes from Final Battle last year in Ring of Honor, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. True emotion, true storytelling from both teams, both sets of brothers, and they put on a freaking tag team classic at that Ring of Honor match. They can do it. It's just yeah. they'd rather stick to what they're best at, and that, honestly, the the acrobatic style is what they are best at. They're the ones that pretty much trademark that kind of wrestling. So let's go on to the next topic. What do you think about... Um... Oh, man. It was about... Oh, War Games for NXT. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, There's and, so you know, many people hating on it, though. Well, they're hating on it because they haven't seen it yet, or more so they're hating on WWE because it took them this long to do it. And and what I find funny with this whole thing is WCW is a company that uh, died out back in 2001, and now we're starting to see a lot of WCW concepts come back into play. So... Yep. When you think about it, did WCW really lose at the end of the day? Because when you start going back to your competition style of wrestling and some of their most well-known gimmick matches, did they really lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you That's know, true. is there a sense of victory in there? Because I think so. I know you like that, for sure. I like it for two reasons. One, we've got War Games back. So which... explain to people, you know, not in the, in the shortest fashion you can, I guess, to make, make it less confusing, what exactly is War Games for somebody who doesn't watch WCW? I've seen one or two matches, but you know, not when it actually happened. Yeah, sure. So, so War Games is a is a pretty simple concept. This year, they they kind of took the the logic from War Games of 1998 um, into play with this one because typically War Games was hosted with two teams, um, five men apiece. So there were ten men all together. Um, and I, I do – hold on. I believe it was ten. It could it could just be four. Let me think. Four. Four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scratch what I said. It's it's a team of four. Is it four? Um, yes, team of four. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to correct you because I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I had to correct myself because, I mean, again, if it's not you, then it would be Georgie Porgy Sadawi decided to come online. out and let me know. Which, don't get me wrong, I appreciate when he does that because I hate being wrong. Oh, and, yeah. And when people correct me, I am perfectly at fault to say, yep, I screwed up. I'll admit it. I've done I love it. Before. I, I love screwed it. Up on this show. I screwed up on this show before and was corrected and came I always, next The whole point is, is don't, you don't set a bar because I don't set any kind of bars. And I screw up all the time. I'm fine. Yeah. See, I'm okay with being <laughs> off key because if I'm wrong, then I'm okay with being called out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, back, to, back to War Games. It's a, two teams of four. And essentially, it's an elimination-style tag team match. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, not even elimination. Um, essentially, you basically have all four men enter the ring. And to my knowledge, it's been played out a couple different ways. But from what I can recall, the main focus of War Games was once all eight men have entered, which means all four, team, all four members of each team have to be in the ring, at that point, that's when you get the just uh, get to do the deciding pinfall. You can't. There's not a pinfall beforehand or anything like that. It has to be all eight guys in the ring at the same time, or at least have all come out. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's simple. The the team that gets the one, two, three at the end of the day wins war games. Um, this one's taking a bit of the like I was saying the 1998 WCW approach and the fact that they're throwing three teams, uh, three teams. Of three into this match. Have they said who it's going to be? 
Well, if you've read spoilers, yes. Oh, um, yeah, I don't want to say it on this thing. Well, and, and I'm unfortunately, I'm a dumbass because um, <laughs> Instagram has people that like to put out spoilers with NXT all the freaking time. Um, yeah, I, and, unfollow, uh, I unfollow the crap. Well, and unfortunately, I, I don't either. It was just one of those things where, you know, you go to the search option on Instagram. Oh, I see, you, I just, see. you just click on a random picture of something cool. And you tap on it, and it just so happens to have the results with it, and it's like you can't help but you've started reading it, and you're already there, and you're like, fucking A, excuse my language, but that's how I feel. Um, I'm glad we're on explicit it still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for spoiler reasons, I won't reveal who the teams are. I just will say it will be three teams, and it will be three members on each team. Um, so... My feeling is they're going to still do with the same concept in this case. It's going to be nine guys. So once all nine members of a team have come in, that's when the deciding pinfall can be rendered at that point. Okay. Um, they may they may change it up. You know, they may try to put a WWE twist onto it and do something different with the rules. Um, but overall, they have confirmed that it will be two rings. There's there's two that's rings the cool that next to see. each other. Double double sided cage. Yep. Um, it has been confirmed, and it will be at War Games with two rings back to back. So that's going to be cool to see again. Um, again, as a WCW mark, you haven't seen a side by side rings since uh, WCW's closure. So it'll be cool to see that format once again with War Games this year. And Starcade, too. That's yeah. what I love. I still love the fact that they're bringing back Starcade. And you know what that means. You know what's going to be coming soon. What is it? Halloween Havoc. Oh, God. I should have freaking... I should have... Oh, <laughs> God. So, I, yeah, people who aren't familiar with our podcast, I used to actually have a... Uh, I used to be a little rapper back in my young, he was, young days. He was a solid rapper. OG style. Yeah, I don't know about that. I kind of regret it now. But uh, <laughs> I had a song called Halloween Havoc, and until this day, my friends constantly make fun of that. So... I don't make fun of it. I'm, I thought I found it ironic how you and I, when we very first met, you played the song for me, and I, of course, assuming you were a wrestling fan, knew for a fact that it was a WCW pay-per-view name, and <laughs> you were like, "What, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's a WCW pay-per-view." He goes, "No way, seriously!" And I had to be the one to reveal it to you. You had created a song about a WCW pay-per-view. Yep. So I, I got it. Well, it didn't pertain to that, but yeah. It didn't, but I just always found it hysterical that you created a song that just so happened to be God. the name of a paper. Makes me blush just over here on the thing. Okay, it's next. Awesome. <laughs> next um, topic I want to talk with you about is whole Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing. Did you feel? I talked to my brother about this too. Didn't you? I felt like Sami Zayn didn't do a very good job of like portraying he's a heel now. Like I was really hoping he'd be a little more. I don't know, dastardly. I don't know what the word, what even word would would be, but it just seemed like. More of like a, I don't know, it was more like a snotty Sami Zayn than like a heel Sami Zayn. Well, and that could be where they're going with this. What I find interesting, though, is speaking of Starcade and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they've been advertised as a grudge match on that show. Really? So, yeah, so it's like, you telling me that um, that they're not going to have that match after all? Because quite frankly, I was looking forward to that, you know, uh, to bring back Starcade and to have a uh, a match like that as part of your show, dude, that'd be great for for the Starcade lineage and tradition. But 
I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what their plan is going forward with this. It's yeah. it's completely up in the air with me, and I don't I don't know. I really have no idea where they intend to go with this. So I'm just more so of, of wanting it to play out and just see what goes on. Um, do you think Sami Zayn makes a better heel or a better face, though? Like in the long run, what do you think? That's to be determined because we've only known Sami Zayn as a face. We've seen him as this underdog. Um, what I did like, though, is how they've referenced Sami Zayn's lack of success since coming over to SmackDown when so many people, fan-wise, wanted Sami Zayn to go to SmackDown because at the time when everybody was clamoring for that, that was when SmackDown was the the top show between yeah. the two, Raw and SmackDown. Um, so we'll see. This could be. I mean, what do you think? Exactly I mean, if you just if you just just what he's been so far, do you think it will benefit him, or do you think it'll just be it'll just be this little storyline with Kevin Owens, or just he gets you know under the rug after this? What would you uh, think? I I do think this is going to benefit Sammy to a certain degree. Um, I'm a very big component that change is necessary to stay relevant. Yeah. Uh, so I think this change of pace and him going heel for this time is definitely going to be something new. Uh, whether it works or not, again, is yet to be determined. We're just now going to head into the second week of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I think it could be good for him. Um, if anything, it could potentially lead to a, a tag title run with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, um, which I wouldn't necessarily think is bad. I think that would be kind of interesting. Uh, but I definitely can see Kevin Owens within the next two months definitely being inserted into the the title the title picture and he should be people are saying um, more than likely Sami Zayn's gonna be the one to turn on kevin owens he will because i i think that's exactly how it's gonna happen matter of fact if this is all just a ploy and just a way to get el jericho can, back well they can play this out as Sami Zayn getting his revenge on kevin owens for you know Ooh, mocking him all this time and true. things like that you know, make it seem like he was saving Kevin Owens from Shane McMahon when really he was just saving Kevin Owens for himself so that he Ooh, can... Ooh, that's, that's a good line. You know, I mean, it, and you can go that route. That's essentially what I thought they were planning for, and I honestly thought that Sami Zayn was going to come out on Tuesday and just kick Owens' head off. Yeah, I thought so too. Because of exactly the way you said, the way they were portraying it, it just seemed like they were kind of building up for that crescendo. Definitely. Um, and, and they could be doing that. They could be very well doing that. And it's going to be a situation where Kevin Owens is in the title picture. Um, he thinks he's got his, his, his friend Sammy by his side to help him out and be like his equalizer in case somebody tries to ruin it. And then yet it turns the out equalizer. to be Sammy Zayn that ruins it. Yeah. You know? And, and I think that'd be a good route too because that can continue the storyline with Zayn and Owens, which I'm sorry. I, some people may get sick of it. I'm personally not one of them. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have phenomenal matches together. Oh, yeah. People said, oh, they fought too many times now. Every single time they fight, it's a pretty damn good match. Every time. Every time. It's always entertaining. It's always compelling. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, of course, the most compelling storyline going into WWE this week and last week, I'm stoked. I don't know a lot of people that aren't. Uh, the Shield is finally back together. Yeah, uh, not for long, I feel like. And and it won't be for long. I It probably won't be for long. But I will tell you this. This could be the greatest thing that happens to Roman Reigns. You think so? Yes. 
And and I and I this is mirroring Dave Meltzer's thoughts mirror mine in this in this situation because it's it's going to go one of two ways and quite frankly I hope it goes the second way. Uh, it's been reported that they feel like the reunion's not going to be too long, but it'll be it'll be a substantial time, um, and that Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are one either one or both of them is going to turn on Roman Reigns. Yeah. And if it goes that route, then it's the worst thing that can happen to Roman Reigns because, yeah. and I say that because he Roman's finally getting cheers that he hasn't had in quite a while. I know. And that's mainly that's mainly what they reunited them for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I believe that too. Yeah, it's it was to help get uh, get Reigns finally over, which it can work if it's done right. It can work, but if you have it to where Seth and Dean, especially if both of them do it, if both of them turn on Roman then it's going to fail because so many people like Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose already that they're not going to be that disappointed if they want to extract revenge out on the big dog. So it's it's not going to go the way they're thinking if they decide to go that route. My way of thinking is keep them together for a while. But hey, let them I think have, they'll at least till the end of the year probably. Yeah, let them let them be together at least going into 2018. Could you and, see it going till Mania? No, no, absolutely no. not. And I say that because they've got Brock Lesnar on the horizon for Roman Reigns. So, what about this uh, Roman Reigns versus uh, The Rock? I've heard about it, but it's not going to happen at this Mania. Okay. Um, it's, 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 it's not. Uh, WWE's pretty solid on how they want things to look. That they sounds more exciting than Brock versus Reigns, honestly. To, to be fair, I would rather Triple H versus The Rock be set in stone. Oh, as yeah. That's like and, a and definitely a nostalgia act right there. It's going to happen because Triple H has already voiced it. He yep, wants you can go on rumblingrumors.com and go see the interview fully. Yep. He wouldn't mind it. He's he's verbally stated, I want one more dance with The Rock. And Rock, yes, he's older. And yes, he's been away from the ring for the most part for the better part of two, three years now. He can still Damn, go. Is that, that's how long it's been? I, I think I want to say no. You're, I think you're right. That's crazy though. Yeah, um, but he could still go, especially with a guy like Triple H, who he's wrestled many times. Yeah, who could who could easily help him get back into into good in ring shape, man. And, and yeah, and you're right. It would be exactly that. It would be the nostalgia match. But I guarantee you, it would that match. Would Don't guarantee nothing. You can't guarantee. I can guarantee this one because there's enough nostalgia behind it to where it would be that match that would sell the WrestleMania at that point. Screw Reigns and Lesnar. People would, wouldn't really care that. If you put Triple H and Rock on the same show, nobody would care about that Man, did, match. It would be you, Triple H and Rock. If you guys um, if you guys don't follow me already on Twitter, WWE Ramsey, you can join in the conversation that happened last night. Man, I had so many people go. I mean, I think I forgot who it was. Somebody tweeted me. Uh, something about Dean Ambrose um, was basically riding the coattails of the Shield, and pretty much he would be nowhere. If, you know, he would not be relevant. It wasn't for them. And I've never seen so much interaction on Twitter because all I, all I did was retweet and said, "Do you guys agree or disagree?" There are so many people that are on both sides. It's pretty amazing to see how many people like hate Ambrose. Not hate him, but they just think he's like not still not living up to his potential. He's not, and and I think that's pretty obvious at this point. Um... But they had, some pretty good, they had some pretty good points, though. I mean, well, let, well, let's let's look at let's look at some of these facts here. When the, the shield was first put together, 
everybody, including myself, and I said it to you numerous times when we saw it, said it to numerous people in our wrestling group, um, Dean Ambrose was the leader of the Shield. Mm-hmm. You know, he was fa- to me. He was placed as the focal point because Rollins and Reigns were tag team champions. He was the first and only one that had singles gold for the longest. Yeah. Um, actually, until they broke up. So he was pretty much, in my opinion, he was put as the center face, even though they were more so constructing it for the benefit of Roman Reigns. Dean Ambrose was the focal point of that group. He was the leader. And it just, for whatever reason, when they split off, Ambrose had that real great feud with Rollins to first start out when they first separated. And then they put him up with Kevin Owens, who wasn't wasn't a bad feud. It was a pretty decent feud. But I think what really killed his momentum was the feud with Lesnar. And... And a lot of people find that interesting because a match with Brock Lesnar is supposed to put you over. Well, I didn't think about that. That is kind of when his stuff started going down a little bit. It did because, let's face it, the prospect of Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar on paper was way better of a concept in everybody's mind than what we got. Yeah. Because we're thinking Brock Lesnar, you know, this indestructible force that literally has, has ransacked through everybody. And now he's about to face Dean Ambrose, who's a freaking lunatic, as his character's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. So he, Dean Ambrose gets beat all to hell leading up to WrestleMania umpteen times by Brock Lesnar. and But it's a no-holds-barred match, which means anything goes. You can get violent if you want to, which is what Dean Ambrose, prior to WWE, is what he did. Yeah, He, he was known for being an extreme hardcore wrestler, much like a Mick Foley or a Cactus Jack, uh, Terry Funk, that type of character. And that's not what we got. We expected it to be a hardcore-like match. And as Dean has said, very well stated in public already, that he felt he was met with laziness by Brock Lesnar for that match. And he may be right. And it's happened before. People have said those kind of things before. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if Brock was like that because Brock being the big star power that he's got now and the pull and leverage I'm sure he has with Vince McMahon mm-hmm. was like, was like, no, I don't want to do a hardcore match. I don't really need to do a hardcore match. Why do I need to take this nece- this unnecessary bump or why do I need to get put through a flaming table? Why do I need to have a barbed wire baseball bat hit me? Yeah. You know, why do I need to do that? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And I guarantee you that's all it took. And Vince was like, okay, sure. So, yeah, I totally can see where he would say it was met with laziness on Brock Lesnar's part. Man, we got some really good questions before the podcast went, podcast went down. I had some questions, and I can't find them now. See, and, that's, and that sucks, because I know I was with you, and I was so disappointed when everything happened, because we were just starting to get the, <laughs> the questions up and going. I and, know. It's like it, it finally was picking up steam. And it was I was like, so upset. Were, I was like, man, people are actually like – Going on Twitter and actually like freaking finally asking us. Well, they ask us questions, but we actually got like quite a bit. Yeah, we were we were finally we were pushing for something to become a staple of the show, and then we have a we have the mishap that took place, and then it was like, damn, really? <laughs> Here we <laughs> At go. This time, I got I got the question. Okay, so this is uh, a little while back now. Um, so um, Monica Remy, uh, you can find her at my skew. Or my skew e d view, that's her handle. Her question <laughs> is very well done. Yeah, there you go. I know, I messed up that. 
My departure announcement of key figures from what culture, WCP, WCPW, took many by surprise. But as quickly as word spread, people began to come out of the woodwork to talk about what was resoundingly called a difficult working environment. How do you think these difficulties were kept out of the public eye for so long? How will the independent wrestling scene react? Will or will or should it be the end of WCPW or what culture at large? What culture at large? And I, I'm going to so take summarize that. Summarize that question because I didn't. I should have reread that before I. Read I knew. Well, I knew what she was getting at. Um, for those for those who are huge indie marks, you know, which I'm not going to say I'm a huge indie mark, but I'm a general knowledge. Um, what culture is a pop culture uh, channel that's based out of the UK and they cover a wide variety of things. They talk about wrestling, they talk about gaming, they talk about soccer, they talk about movies, they talk about everything, okay? Um, specifically, there was a channel called What Culture Wrestling, which arguably had the most followers of any of their What Culture channels. Um, it had the most views, video-wise, from anybody at What Culture. Um, and it became so popular that what culture actually branded its own wrestling promotion. And over the last year and a half has picked up a lot of momentum on YouTube and is one of the few uh, wrestling websites or wrestling promoters, if you will, that broadcasts completely free on YouTube, except for their big events, which they host some of their events for free on YouTube. And then others you have to pay like a subscription fee on YouTube, like you'd have to, like what you could do with movies on YouTube now, where you can buy them for like twenty bucks to watch or yep. whatever. Um, what culture does that too? So um, I actually did not know about this until she asked the question. I had no idea about the people that had left. One of the people that left resoundingly is a staple of the What Culture Wrestling channel, and still people are upset that he's gone and i'm talking about um I, i'm sure i'm gonna butcher his last name but he's he's funny as hell i think um, i'm out yeah his name is adam blampede or blumpede or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah he is he is one of the funniest guys to do a countdown video that i've ever heard in my entire life um and i was just shocked as anybody to see that he had been released um as had king ross who was a favorite character over there um, a couple other guys that uh, that were a part of it are. I mean, I watch What Culture all the time on YouTube, and and they're funny. There, oh, yeah. there's a lot of funny stuff. Um, but for me, Adam was the Adam Blampied was the one that really got to me because I'm like, damn, you know, I don't get to hear his countdowns anymore. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he was left, there was already from them and the two other main people that were gone from the wrestling channel. They're starting to say, just follow us. We've got something coming. So. They're actually oh, really? about to. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they have yet or not, but they've, they've been saying that they're about to put something together for themselves. So I'm sure we're going to see them here shortly. Um, WCPW's response to this was they are no longer What Culture Pro Wrestling. They still operate under What Culture's banner, but now they have been rebranded as Defiant Wrestling in mm -hmm. the UK. Um, Stu Bennett, for those of you who don't know who Stu Bennett is, is aka Wade Barrett. He is now their general manager, quote unquote, over there. Um, and they've had guys from Will Ospreay to the villain Marty Skrull to Zack Sabre Jr. 
Cody Rhodes has done his appearances with WCPW. They've had a lot of big guys come yeah. through WCPW. Um, they have a lot of homegrown talent that is very, very good. A lot of who I, which I believe three or four guys uh, from their from their promotion that were homegrown talents competed in the UK Championship tournament earlier this year. So they've got a lot of potential. I don't think this is really going to harm them so much from the wrestling standpoint in yeah. regards to their actual wrestling brand. It's just more so of the video content, such as their countdown lists um, and things like that, that will be affected. But as a brand of wrestling, I think they'll be just fine, especially with this new rebranded name of Defiant Wrestling. They're going to be just fine. Yeah, see, uh, I didn't know they were actually a wrestling. The What Culture I watch is mostly just top tens and, like, past stuff. They actually have a wrestling circuit and stuff? That's part of the What Culture Wrestling channel, yes. Oh, because I never watch this stuff then. I mostly just watch the their videos they put out. I do too, but I've watched a couple of their shows. Is it good? Before, and they're, they're pretty good. Huh. They're actually a pretty good show. I am surprised. Uh, um, you, you would be. Yeah, I'm a surprising kind of guy. I'm trying <laughs> to see if I can find any of the other um, questions. Uh, but because I'm a loser and lose things, that's what happens. You're not a loser because you just got our show back today, so. Yeah, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Yeah, let's <laughs> see. Pretty sure I have another question. Okay. This is a little bit. Drawn out. It's 922. Not drawn out. No, no, no. Just I'm trying to make sure, <laughs> I, make sure I do it correctly. I'm just kind of tired, so. And my sure. contacts are dying. Over the last few weeks, I've noticed a number of NXT and 205 Live wrestlers showing up in the indie promotions that were not code WB branded necessarily. Jack Gallagher in progress, Noam, Noam Madara, I can't say it, Cassius Ono in ICW, Cedric Alexander in Evolve. Is this a new model we're, we're seeing out of WWE to keep high indie pr uh, profile talent engaged or just a few one-offs? Uh, I think it's a mixture of both. I think WWE, especially as we get closer and closer to Triple H's overtaking of the company, um, you're going to see a lot of this. Uh, Triple H is not is not stupid by any means. Um, does he make stupid decisions? Sure, but we all do. Um, <laughs> yeah. From a promoter standpoint, we've seen what he can do with a company. He took the NXT brand, literally took the NXT brand that was a shit brand, um, a stupid played off reality type show when we very first got introduced to NXT, which then was turned into a weekly piece of crap show that was put on the WWE Raw and SmackDown events prior to the actual show. Um, it was just nothing. It was a no nothing brand for that company. He took it said, I want to take the FCW territory that was brand by Dusty Rhodes. Um, I want to bring Dusty on a part of the creative, and I want to rebrand the Florida Championship Wrestling brand that we use to filter in talent. I want it to become its own working brand that can filter us talent for the future, but also give them a little bit of exposure before they make it to that big, that big stage. Yeah. This was a very, this was a long process that a lot of people don't know how long of a process it really was. Um, 
But Triple H took it in 2012, I want to say, 2012 or 2013. And within two to three years, it became WWE's number one product. Matter of fact, before this was pre-network, you could only visit, uh, see it on the States on Hulu. Okay. Uh, I've had this conversation with you many a times. I've said it on this show. You can recall this. I used to tell you about NXT on a very regular basis. I don't remember basis. what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to tell Ramsey. I used to tell his brother, who's a, a good friend of mine. Um, I used to tell that. anybody that was a wrestling fan, if you don't if you don't know how to go watch NXT now, you just need to get a Hulu subscription and watch it. It is mm-hmm. it is the best WWE wrestling out right now, and it was all guys that had been either a homegrown from their developmental territory and guys that they have signed off of the independent promotions that had some names that they were building into their own version of stars. Cassius Sono was an originator, um, of course, known on the indies as Chris Hero, rebranded Cassius Sono. Sami Zayn, same situation, once known as El Generico, was then turned into Sami Zayn. Uh, Cesaro, another great example, who flourished on the NXT brand um, against Sami Zayn in a classic two out of three falls match that was on that show. There's a lot of success that came from the NXT brand. Success. Um, Exactly. Triple H made NXT relevant. So Definitely. So the thing that we've seen here with the in, in, the influxation of the United Kingdom division, which, as an FYI, to kind of point-blank answer that person's question, at least when it comes to the UK... The same, town, same girl, um, Monica Remy. Okay. Um, to, the same, to the same person then, the UK talent specifically are under a contract with WWE that does not prevent them from competing on the independent UK scenes. Mm. Uh, because most guys, they can't travel to the States. Yeah, they can't travel to the States as much. So WWE, if you think about it, they've been wanting to launch their own UK brand that is produced and filmed all in the United Kingdom, which we haven't seen yet because WWE's still trying to figure that out. Um, but they didn't sign them all to exclusive contracts because they know that these guys still need to work. So they're under a certain type of new contract that Triple H has developed with WWE that I think you're going to see a lot more commonality. Um, as long as certain things aren't done to hinder the WWE name or product on those independent shows... Um, they'll be able to, I think you'll see it more and more so, especially as Triple H takes over, you're going to see a lot more independent guys um, that made their names on the indie circuit show up once more at different shows at select times. Because I think this is Triple H's way of giving back to the business. And as Vince McMahon always at at least used to say, uh, I don't think he's a proponent of it anymore, um, it's a way to broaden the business. Yeah. You know? If you're if you're just going to be stuck in your own brand, uh, like WWE has been for almost 20 years now, you're going to get left behind. You're going to get left behind by brands like New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor, who have come to a joint venture that has been quite successful for both parties for the, almost the last three or four years now. That's seen talent exchanges take place 
where you see guys from New Japan on Ring of Honor TV and vice versa. You see guys on Ring of Honor TV appear in New Japan. You're just broadening, you're broadening Bring out your the license, business. Yeah. You know, well, and, let's and get why on. would you not want to? I'm going to get you on next question because we just got a person who just tweeted us right now. This one is from... I'm not going to screw this one up. Triple three mm Moody is the handle. Uh, yeah. Or Maximilian. Uh, after seeing Braun as the fourth partner on Miz's team at TLC, is there soon to be rumors if any who could team up with the Shield? I hope not. <laughs> we don't need it. Why? <laughs> that was quick. The Shield doesn't need it, man. Plain, plain and simple. Look, just look back to their previous run as a team. Did they ever have a fourth member on their team? You that's know what true. I mean? That's that's all you need. But it's wouldn't it, it would be uneven though, wouldn't it? No, it won't be because how many times? A, a prime example of this: the Shield was booked in a match going into Extreme Rules against Evolution in a three on eleven match where it was elimination style, and the Shield won. <laughs> you tell me these three guys can't get beat by 11 men? Apparently yeah. not in WWE logic. So with that way of thinking, you don't need a fourth member for the Shield. These three men are badasses enough on their own. Yeah. That's a, and that goes up. to the concept that they always had with the Shield was that these three men think like one. They are that they are that well versed with each other that they don't need four guys. They know each other well enough that the three of them can defeat any team, no matter what the numbers are. And I like that. I like that concept. So no, I don't think we need a fourth guy. I think it would be completely unnecessary. Would it help propel a newer star though? Who cares? Jason it's Jordan. I don't even want to talk about Jason Jordan. Dude, is it just me or is he like in the crapper? He just does not feel like he is coming off good at all to personally. I am not because he's getting the Roman Reigns treatment. Definitely, man. It's kind of sad because he, you know, obviously he's good. He, can, he can wrestle. He's everything that the internet marks want. Yeah, but he's everything that they are going to deny. <laughs> I know. You know why? It's just because like another they're pushing no. him. They're pushing him just like Roman Reigns. They're forcing somebody down our throats. That nobody really wanted, and that's and that's the that's Jason Jordan's. Uh, it's not his fault, but that's unfortunately what he's going to get pigeonholed because this whole stupid angle of, no pun intended, mm-hmm. of being Kurt Angle's son. I'm sorry, they messed up with it. They should have gone with Chad Gable. They should have. Oh, every rumor that ever leaked out, and I don't care what the tabloids say. I don't care what Dave Meltzer says. I don't care what Pro Wrestling Insider says. I don't care what anybody says when they say that this was the original plan along was to put Jason Jordan together and have the massive run. I don't believe it. I don't think it's true. I think WWE did what WWE normally does, mm-hmm. which is when they get outed for an angle that's coming up, they're going to switch it just in spite of the fans for finding it out too soon that's i know that's what it feels like sometimes too and but you know what to chad gable's credit this whole team with him and shelton benjamin so far has been working a lot better than what i expected it to me too So, so i mean he may be the one who ends up laughing in everybody's face because right now of the two 
I get Jordan's getting more of the push because of this story with Kurt Angle and the tag team matches with Matt Hardy and all this nice jazz. Um, God. Chad Gable's going to be the one that shines still out of the two of them. I think so, too. It's it's gonna, it's just a matter of time. Chad Gable is a I star. I mean, what do you think the they movie. could do with Jason Jordan and make him come off, you know, I don't know, a little more organically? Make him, um, lo- make him loose in prominent man- matches one. or what? Separate him from this stupid Kurt Angle gimmick for one. Uh, uh, they need they need to just this needs to, somehow they need to end it because it's stupid. Because what have they what has this really done for him? Like mm-hmm. really, what has it's not he's not a champion yet. He's going through these stupid feud. Like what feud is he really in that's relevant right now? None. Exactly. He's not in any feud. He's not relevant on TV. He is nothing at this moment. This stupid angle of Kurt Angle's illegitimate son has done nothing for him. <clears throat> They're going to start backing away from him more and more and more. They will, because right now, they were, again, I, I think Roman Reigns, unfortunately, he's just a guy who was put in this position, and he's kind of getting the, in a way, he's kind of getting the sour apples of this bunch. But he's, he's trying to make the best of it, and I can't help but, but admire him for doing so. Um, like I keep saying, I, I become more of a Reigns fan more and more. So, I do too. But here's the thing, uh, with Roman Reigns, it, it, this I, I know I've referenced Dave Meltzer a lot, but he's a very well respected guy in this business for being known for for delivering factual news, which is why I reference him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dave Meltzer was saying that, you know, so many people chastise Roman Reigns for being put as the guy. Um, to be fair, though, who else do they have if he wasn't? Brock yeah. Lesnar, uh, yes. As he, he mentioned this, the three most overacts in wrestling right now are Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and Roman Reigns. And of those three, two of them are in their 40s or over, so they're not going to be full-timers anymore. Who do you go with? I mean, you could easily go with Rollins, but Rollins has kind of sputtered out a little bit. There's a reason they put him with Dean Ambrose. Um, Dean Ambrose was another example. Yeah, I kind of wonder why that that is, too, because he gets a lot of crowd reaction, too. Yeah, I mean, he could have been the guy, um, and he was, for a while, the centerpiece of the heel, and then he got injured. And, of course, I think think had the match with Triple H – Yes, it was still good, and everything went to how they planned it. But had Rollins not got injured the way he did the first time when he was WWE champion, the feud with Triple H would have, A, gone off much better, and it could have put Rollins in more of that position to say, you know, okay, WWE's machine may want Reigns as the man, but this guy is really our guy. Like, they would see more of an organic feel with Seth Rollins. Um just an opinion there. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles, you know, he could be he could be argued as being the face of the company. But again, Dave Meltzer's point: Why are you going to take John Cena, who's forty now? He's the face of your company, no doubt about it. Yeah. You're not going to replace the face of your company with another guy who's just two years shy of forty. You yeah. know, you want somebody who wants who has a potential longevity. Roman Reigns is in his late 20s, going into his 30s, so he's going to be there for a while. Um, 
who else do you have that would measure up to Reigns' stature in regards to star power right now? I could even, yeah, maybe Kevin Owens. And even then, that wouldn't Kevin Owens, despite his acrobatic skills and his athleticism, would never be the face of WWE. Let's be honest. I I hope you're wrong because I feel like sooner or later he's going to be. I, I didn't say that he wouldn't be a top star. I said, and he would I never will. Be the face. Oh, maybe maybe like yeah, I know what you're saying, but. That's that's honestly how people felt about Stone Cold exactly when you saw him back then. Like, yeah, he awesome. He's awesome in the as mic. the ringmaster, absolutely. But I'm just the, saying, the yeah, but you never stuff. know. But if he has the potential to tr- to take it to the next level, and Kevin Owens has that, but something like Stone Cold, who is still good on the mic, even when he was the ringmaster, he's still good on the mic. He just got better when he was, you know, when able to talk a little more. But I mean, no, he got better when he was able to be himself. Yeah, be himself. Uh, okay, but I'm saying like. It's also harder now. There's more wrestlers. There's you know less less of There's the wrestlers. There's more guys that are trying to do the Stone Cold logic. Less of the wrestlers be, can be put their badass. own. That's true. But less of the wrestlers can put their own input on things and go their own path. I think exactly. Kevin Owens, I think Kevin Owens is maybe getting he's he's gotten a more leeway than most probably because they trust him a little more now. Obviously with the Shane match and this Triple kind of H stuff. trusts him. Let's yeah. let's make this apparent. Triple H trusts Kevin Owens. Well, Shane must. Can... Shane must too. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Triple H is related to Shane. So, I mean, at least by marriage. Yeah, but uh, Shane and Kevin Owens had the match, not Shane and uh, Triple H. They did, but the, as a lot of rumors have said, that Triple H and Shane McMahon are, are building towards a match. So, we'll see. Yeah. But um, whether, you, whether you want to admit it or not, Kevin Owens will never, ever be the face of this company. Ever. Ever. I hope you're freaking wrong. I'm not. I'm not wrong. And I'm saying because we've already got that. We've got Roman Reigns. There's nobody else that measures up to his star power right now. You can make an argument and say Braun Strowman is right there. Braun Strowman, though, he's a legitimate and has been built so as a heel. And they are keeping him as such. So Roman Reigns, who has been centered as being a babyface for the most part, he's your guy. Yeah. He looks the part. He has the WWE look. He's got the WWE style. He's still very much eh on the mic. He's gotten better, but he's still not that great. Um, I'm sorry. It's just no matter what internet marks or fans or indie fans want to believe, your internet darlings and mine too will never be the face of Vince McMahon. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I just feel like Kevin Owens has the true potential to actually be one of the the heel faces. Like Triple so H, does, Triple so H, H was Styles. never Triple H. What? So does AJ Styles. But here's the thing: Triple H was never the face of the company, but he was sure. he was one of the the top heel of the company. But that's not what we're saying, though. I'm but, not saying mm-hmm. that he can't be a top heel. I'm saying Kevin Owens will never be the face, and that's what we're talking. Yeah, about. I know what you're saying. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to. He uh, will never be. He will never be the focal point of WWE. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, they at, they put him in so much stuff and they revolve around him so much. I just feel like they're grooming him to be that. No, he's he, they're grooming him to be a great heel. Yeah. When all is said and done with this era, I do believe you can make an argument saying that Kevin Owens is the Triple H of this era. He's a strong heel that people can boo, and he gets over as a heel and does it flawlessly. Yeah. Um, He'll have that moniker, but even Triple H himself was never, 
I don't care what anybody wants to say. The proof is in the freaking pudding. Mm -hmm. Triple H was never the face of WWE. He was their best heel. That is that is without argument, especially in the Attitude Era. The only person that I think actually you can make an argument for as to saying who a better heel was at that time was the ministry version of The Undertaker. Beyond that, Triple H was a bona fide heel that people hated. Okay, Kevin Owens will be the same, but Triple H, because of that moniker, was never the face of a company because you don't want the face of your company to be a bad guy. Yeah. So I get it. Kevin Owens, um, Kevin Owens will be Triple H at the end of the day. So, but Kevin Owens would never make it as the face of WWE. Not because he's not talented, but that's just simply because, just like CM Punk, he is not who the WWE wants. So let's just move like on Daniel so Bryan. One, one more, one more major thing, and then we'll at least talk about is Dolph Ziggler. Man, what do you think? I think his because we haven't been able to talk in the last couple of weeks. I freaking have been really enjoying him now. I like this feud with Bobby Roode. Um, I kind of like this whole, I don't need the flash. I don't need the flair. I don't need fancy music. I don't need a fancy I mean, could this be his gimmick that actually works? It, it'll be interesting because it's gotten him booze. He's gotten reaction from it. Um, he's he's being a heel, mm-hmm. and he's good at it. Um, do I think this could still potentially be his swan song, though. You think so? People keep saying that, but that was like... A while back now, they were saying he's going to leave middle of last month. Now it's we're here and we're here. <laughs> and he, I mean, he could be, but he's advertised to face Bobby Roode at Starcade. So I mean, that's why when people were like, "Oh, his contract ends in October," fuck. Well, us, I had you, I had to write about can you that not too. See it? Like, can you not see on the Starcade poster that they put out that Dolph Ziggler versus Bobby Roode is penciled in? You know, um, so it's it's there. Um, this feud with Bobby has been great because this is what Bobby Roode needs to establish himself as a top star on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, by this time next year, Bobby Roode will be in the championship picture, if not champion by that point. Um, but I like it because they're basically two guys that have carried the same type of gimmick are going against each other, and they're both great in-ring workers. They know how to tell a story. They know how to sell they know how to work that ring to their advantage. So seeing Ziggler versus Rude, the first match was good. I think every match that we see from this point forward between the two of them will be that much better because Bobby Rude is just good and Dolph Ziggler is just that good. So I think you're about to see a lot of good matches between Ziggler and Rude. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like this could be Ziggler's... I mean, if they go with it and let him keep doing it, I think he can really become a major heel again. With this, but he I almost think I almost think he was a better face back in the day. But well, he seemed to be he seemed to be have the belt. He had the belt and all that stuff when he was a face. And ever since he's been a heel, I'm not sure if it's WWE's fault or what. But I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know. This is one of those times where I wish I could say something to to counteract or to make even an argument of. I I can't because I don't know. I can't say for certain yet. Well, um, besides that, what else I want to talk to you about? Usos and the Usos man. I'm sure you watched. You watched. You watched um, the match with him. That was the probably most innovative match I've seen in a long time. <laughs> they definitely did some stuff that I didn't see. Oh my goodness! Like the the one where they put the freaking kendo sticks in the cage and held held them back. 
Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? That and did you see the thing definitely... today about Kofi uh, shaved off all of his dreads? Say what? Yep, Kofi put a picture on Twitter today, or yesterday, about he, he showed a picture of his um, in his hotel room, and he just showed the sink, and he showed and he said, I should have went to sleep. No way. Yep. I'm, I'm looking this up now while we're there, just because I, 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 I have to see it. Not because I don't believe you, but more so just because it, I, I, I wouldn't believe it. I should have got bored last night. Should have just gone to sleep. No way. I know. Kofi, what are you doing? <laughs> I think. It's oh just... no way. I know. I haven't seen any pictures yet, though. We'll probably see it on Thursday. Yeah. Or I'm set at Thursday. I'm so used to Thursday nights back then. How many Holy years? Holy crap! What? <laughs> That's incredible. You saw a picture? I'm looking at it right now. Oh, of his hair. Yes. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't use. Oh, I mean the one with the sink. Yes. Oh, I thought you saw a picture with of him. the scissor with the scissors and everything. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That's gonna be interesting to see. I know. Somebody, somebody just said that. Oh, it's just shorter dreads, folks. Like nothing to be, nothing to be excited about. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He may have gone the bald look. I don't know. We'll see. Do you think he went? Think he went bald all the way? I I didn't say that. I said he may have. He could have. You never know. Hmm. I I looked online. I couldn't find anything good. Well, Travis, do you have anything else you want to talk about? We had a pretty good little show. Just that I'm the man. Are you? That's all. Oh, that's all I wanted to say. Ah. <laughs> Well, um, of course, we will be back um, next week. And, We're back um, in the flash, baby! Yeah, sure are. Um, so, do you want to do the... How do we always forget how we do our send-off? After this long, I still always forget. Eh, well, you know, I mean, it happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, if you people want to be a part of us, then... Ooh. Like us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Better follow us on that Facebook. Mm-hmm. Go follow each of us. First, you can go follow Ramsey, the man with the plan, at... WWE Ramsey. And then, of course, you can follow the true star of this show, Whoa. Travis, a.k.a. Don't Call Me a Side Bump, Fowler Harkrider. Okay. And you can follow me at Travis underscore Falhark. Why the hell would somebody call you a side bump? Because, you know, you need a side bump to assist you to to win. You know what I mean? I'm not your side bump. I'm that strike that you make in a game of bowling. This is definitely our, uh, (laughs) this is definitely done. Yeah, it was messed up, but oh well. I'm making it fun. Leave me alone. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um... I will be seeing you next week. Don't forget to check out Rumbling Rumors. We won't. They don't see us, man. It's a podcast. Well, oh, I forgot to tell you. Very soon, since I have this new flashy computer, and I made sure I got a computer that could handle pretty nice videos, or recording, uh, so I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel pretty soon. Well, off RumblingRumors.com, but I will be having a show that I will actually do every week. Um, and hopefully, Travis will continue to do his sooner or later, and we can have two different series individually on YouTube. Oh, sniggity snapsies. Yep. 
All right, guys. Well, you all have a very great Sunday night. And since you're starting the week, probably, have a good week. And watch fall. (laughs) (laughs) Later, guys. That's funny.